0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight
1: Club for Business podcast.
2: Makes me stronger, makes me work a little bit harder.
1: everyone, and welcome to Fight Club. Hey, good morning.
3: Good morning. Good morning, morning, everyone. Welcome back to Fight Club. We're super excited to be here with you this Tuesday morning. As you know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we're here to help you fight for your business this week. So we've got four areas of business we cover. Excuse me. We've got marketing, operations, employee management, and money. And we like to keep this conversation super casual and organized to make sure you're finding an area to work for in your business this week. So we've we got Megan with us finally. She's here. She's coming. Megan. Like she's coming from Kenya, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey Megan, how are you? She's, oh, she's, so getting, her, she's getting her getting sound going. going. But what we'll do right now is go around and briefly introduce ourselves. And then we'll jump into some hot seats with Lee. So my name is Taylor Moroni. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. I've been working in marketing for about six years. Super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club and welcome Lee. Lee Baker, can you please give everyone a little bit of information about yourself and your company?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm Lee Baker. I live in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, we have a floor coatings business. So we have a service business. We also have a dealer's business. Uh, where we set up entrepreneurs like yourself that want to be introduced into floor coatings. Um So we have a whole program for teaching, training, kind of like a business in the box. And my service business um, has basically grown over the past three and a half years from basically where I got fired from my employment, had my last paycheck of about $600, all the way to now we're going to hit over $2.5 million this year. So um, it's pretty cool to see the growth and the expansion that our business has had. And, um, we just kind of take our real experience that we've had, um, over the past few years, whenever we set up dealers and just teach them and train them and, and help them avoid the pitfalls that from our experience that we've had, um, over the past few years. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, my, I come from the restoration remodeling background, so I have a lot of construction knowledge. Um, and so I'm married, have five kids. So my kids kind of keep me busy and, um, we have a couple in college and, um, one that's out and in his own career of welding. So it's, uh, it's awesome. So I'm kind of just like you guys. I've, you know, started with my, probably working for somebody. I wanted to start my own business and kind of just took off with it and um, excited to share anything I can help you to fight for your business.
2: Nice. Ooh, love it. Oh, so cool. Okay. Awesome. I think, can you hear me? Can you yes. can, okay, guys? I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm never late. I was just like running around like a crazy person, that personal. <laughs> uh but I had to be here for Lee. I was just like, I can't miss Lee. I want to see it. I love the way Lee's brain thinks and I love his business. So um welcome back to Fight Club. My name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I'm also the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm where you can outsource all those nasty bookkeeping tasks to me and my team. And I co own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff. And I'm very happy to be here on this Tuesday morning. (laughs)
1: Megan, we're so happy you're here. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and you can outsource your CSRs or office managers to our company. So if you own a home service business and you need some help in that regard, I know hiring is super tight. We have a super cool pipeline and even a bench of people. So you can reach out to us if you need help in your office at Pink Collars. And welcome, Lee. I'm thrilled to have you and can't wait to hear all the goodness.
4: (laughs) Uh, Lee. It was uh, fortunate to get fired from that other business hey eh? uh... <laughs> um, I'm Martha Woodward and I own a maid service in a neighboring state I'm an absentee owner and then I am co-founder of quality driven software which measures employee performance and accountability and I help people build happier workplaces so welcome to Fight club and excited to hear about your journey lee
0: (laughs) awesome happy to share it
3: wonderful well we've got uh dean smith with us today uh he's already commented said couldn't miss an opportunity to see lee baker he's a true (laughs) rock star so i think this is an awesome way to start out um your hot seat so i'm gonna take you for a little bit lee and discuss some marketing so really excited to touch on a few different things i know um you did mention briefly Facebook ads are something you've been working on. And I think that's something that is definitely a lot of people are still trying to navigate through. But the Mm -hmm. first thing I do want to touch on is rebranding because you did actually go through a really heavy process of rebranding with um, your one day floor. So that's something people during COVID are making an adjustment to. They're taking adjustments to their marketing, rebranding things that they have service wise and overall company structure in regards to marketing. So What was kind of your first step in approaching rebranding and what direction did you know for sure you wanted to go with when it came to like education and information you were giving your clients?
0: Yeah, so I mean, uh, wow, the branding is kind of um, our business changed so fast. So my original business was restoration with design. And that's because of my restoration background. Um, I was actually doing just some remodeling work, um, on the side. And there was other people that was doing that within our business. And, um, unfortunately like mine just grew, uh, faster. And so it was like kind of putting pressure on like, do I stay or do I go? It was kind of mutual split when I did leave my previous employer. And so like, I just fell right into restoration, did a little bit, did some subcontracting just to kind of have a job. And it was kind of right before I left is when we went to the trade show and that's where I, you know, stumbled across uh, floor coatings place. I'm like, oh man, I can't, can't afford this. Like I'm working and so forth. But I want to, I really wanted to be into it because two previous projects I was working on, they both had inquired about doing their garage floor. So it was like, man, there's definitely a market for this. Right. So we kind of uh, fast forward and um, we started the restoration with design was the first name. I like just went on to some kind of online logo thing. And they like, you put in the name and then they pop up like these different logo choices. It was like, I think it was Taylor. um, Actually, I think it was called like Taylor Logos or something (laughs) like that. So it was like, not you though, but. (laughs) What are the chances? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, so like they, we did that and I I gave that logo and we did like our first wrap, which was actually like on our truck that morphed from like restoration with design, the whole black, uh, the whole front of it was black. And then it kind of morphed into like kitchens and design wow. and then into like the whole back end of our truck was your one day floor. Um, and so when I was actually sitting in training, I was like, I can't call, you know, our floor coding business restoration with design. Like there's nothing that goes along with this. And we're learning the whole one day process. And so I'm like, just like all the web, you know, entries, I'm trying to find out like, what can I do? So I was like, you know, you know, my one day floor and all these things. So like your one day floor wasn't taken as a domain. So I grabbed that domain and like, just, I'm, I remember setting in class, I'm actually getting, you know, so my certification training and I drew out a logo. And at this time I had already like kind of contracted with design pickle. So I like took a picture and like emailed it to the lady. It was like, can you make a design, a logo? And that's basically how our logo came about for your one day floor. And, um, So we, we just kind of took off and that's like all we really used. And then we just kind of had, as your business grows, you kind of get into like, you know, okay, well we really need to hit like, what is our, you know, tagline and like, really what are we focusing on? And like everything that I did as I started my business, we kind of started out with the philosophy that the review means more than the check. And we would let our customers know that. And we were just driven for all these reviews from customers And, you know, that's why today we're the highest rated reviewed company in our area. And, um, so we just, you know, it was like really weird for the branding. Um, it's different now. My, my daughter goes to college for design and she's, she just finished her associate. She's going now for a bachelor's and like, um, you know, she, she like looks at things we do, but she's not really involved in like our design work, but. Um, she knew like we needed a brand guide cause we never had a brand guide. We just kind of had all these mixed pieces. Um, really? and so I, um, it just so happened like her, um, professor at college, like he just kind of split from the university and she like was really good friends with him. She's like, Hey, you got to hire Andy. you got to, you know, use Andy. So she started to work on like our, our brand guide. And then she like turned it over to Andy. Um, or like, you know, she had Andy help her with it. And she's like, you just need to hire Andy. So I hired Andy and this has actually been over the past like three months. And my, like he, he just brought like life to a lot of our, like our whole um, website redesign was based off his brand guide and, and his help. And, and through, uh, you know, our marketing guy is, is Rudy. And, and Rudy just does an awesome job of like listening to our needs. And, uh, you know, when you get with the, a good, marketing company you need first somebody that's you know accessible that you know you're constantly going to need to tweak things make changes so accessibility is the one thing if they're a large firm and they they're just not accessible or have a team that's accessible it makes it very hard for you to feel like confident in them and then just um adaptable you know like they need to be able to adapt you know like we were getting with all of these marketing companies that worked with you know power washers window washers and you know landscapers and it's like Floor coatings, like okay, sure, yeah, it's the same thing. Well, it's not. It's it's just a different different way to market to your customers. Your average ticket is higher. So when I'm like, they're like, hey, you can spend like sixty dollars in AdWords in a day, and I'm like, no, we want to spend like three hundred and eighty dollars in AdWords a day, and they're like, no, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we need no, like we need, need like twenty five to you know thirty five leads in a week, like quality leads, like so. Um, it's just, it's a little different, so, you know, accessible, adaptable, and then just, you know, really to, able to listen to you to make changes. So we've, we found that and, and we're really confident in our team and that's kind of what we share with our dealers too. We share the same kind of network of the experiences that we went through to find these people. Like we're able now to share those, you know, people with them. So awesome. it's, it's pretty exciting.
3: Awesome. Well, you, I want to touch on one thing you mentioned, and that was that the review is more than the check. And I yes. think that in looking through your website, I was going through it this morning, and you can see that through your branding on your website, you can see that the customer is the most important person in your business, and it doesn't matter how much you're getting checkwise from them. You're educating them the entire time throughout the process. You're giving them videos. You're explaining that. Once, you know, you get your fast quote and you get the settlement on exactly what the price is going to be, that's it. It's locked in. No, no surprises in the end. And the reviews that you've placed in throughout the entire website as well, just reiterate that point that you only care about giving the best customer service and the check is a secondary. And I just want to make sure that everyone takes some time today to go and view your website. That's probably going to be my homework for you because you can (laughs) absolutely see how much Lee appreciates his customers and wants to make sure they're educated prior to coming, becoming a customer in his business. He has so much detailed information about the business and about what their process is that there's really no hidden secrets. There's no bait and switch. There's no questions that can come up unless it's okay. When, when can you schedule me kind of, I mean, I feel like that's the only question that comes from your website is when can you book me and when can you schedule me? So And that does, um, I do want to touch too on branding because you made a great point. A lot of small business owners don't take the time to set up a branding guide. And I remember I was actually a graph designer in college, like your daughter. And I remember we had to do this as a project and it was grueling and like 20 some pages long and you're (laughs) putting all these things together. But when you have the color codes and you have the exact numbers and fonts that you're using and criteria for Facebook posting versus Instagram versus website, it allows for someone to take a step into the business, say a social media manager. You can bring that person into the business now. They have an exact blueprint of what has to be done and how it has to be done. And you're not having to answer 18 questions about, hey, what color orange are we using? What's the, you know, the exact color code for the orange of our business? Because those numbers get confusing and you can switch letters and numbers quickly. So
2: right, yeah.
3: <laughs> now did you, my last question before I pass you to Megan is, did you have your branding guide include anything in regards to customer service? Like how to, um, how to kind of word things on the website to make sure you were putting the customer first, as you can clearly see on the website that you do.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like, um, you know, we, we knew like our, our logo, we, we wanted to do something a little bit, but it's just, you know, you have the investment already when you go through a rebrand, like how do you make these small changes? And so that was one of the things like I did, I wanted uh, a more modern logo, but I didn't want to like, you know, change the whole logo. So, um, and then we just, we need a different format. So we kind of have like, um, the small symbol, it's like the one D, um, that that's a, a newer symbol for us that come from the brand, uh, And it's just like you can spend so much in just creating logos or character logos and stuff that really you need, just like you said, that brand guide that not only just is your logo, but it's your colors, but then it's also like the voice of your company. Um, So Andy was so detailed um, and I'll be happy to share my brand guide. If anybody wants to just message me, can share it with them of of what we created. And um, it just it like to like how you take the pictures for um you know like all of our photos will have customers into it we're working now with a professional photographer and coordinating with existing jobs that are completed to where it's like everything is like your creation in just one day is kind of the the basis behind it and it's all driven towards lifestyle versus like hey we have the best products it's four times stronger all this crap like people want to build you know they want to do business with people they like and trust. So you got to show them how, how it's going to change their lifestyle. You wouldn't think like, Oh, it's just a floor coating. But when you show like pictures of like kids playing ping pong in the basement and like, and then you have like, um, uh, like small little rocks, you know, uh, maybe it's a small band or something that's in a basement. And like you put, you know, your, your place to jam in just one day, you know, and and like, that's going to be like all of our photos and stuff like that. So you know, it started with the brand guide. Now we're, you know, there's still a lot of work in progress. And so these are all the neat things we like to share, you know, like, uh, you know, when you're starting all these business ideas of what you can do, but I'd be more than happy to share a brand guide. And And Andy just killed it for us. So he was awesome.
3: That's amazing. Well, I I could talk about this for the rest of the time, but I
2: (laughs) I could
0: too. I love all of these things.
2: (laughs) I mean, I kind of want you to because that's amazing. And it's so interesting. And we're going through rebranding right now. And it is painfully expensive and painfully like anxiety provoking and oh my god I have never stressed this much about anything and I think it's because it's expensive (laughs) and I know like it's gonna live on I'm telling Jeff like no this guy is gonna live for like ever this is it I'm never doing this again like this is the one and done uh so I kind of want and I feel like two things but hey I'm not a finance person we're gonna get to finance but like your before and afters are epic like I think Uh that's one of my favorite things about the before and afters you do and then I think you're wearing a hat do you want to just show that logo because yeah, if you just yeah. want to like lean in in case people don't want I to on the website, like, see it. yeah, Beer oh. one day, yeah, kind of. Okay, that that yeah. was it. All right, so for <laughs> finance, like a little birdie told me, like maybe we should talk about franchising, and and we could, we can totally do that. So we mm-hmm. let you right. choose. What I thought we were going to talk about was we, you and I met at ResponseCon uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. and I remember sitting down with you, and I remember thinking, God, I like the way this guy thinks. And this is what I liked about our conversation that we had was you just talked about your evolution of your company in terms of a branding experience. But I think you also had an evolution of your services based on a financial experience. So you and I kind of bonded over this idea of like average ticket. And yeah. I'm like a super ignorant accountant who owns a window cleaning company. So like when you were like paper ceiling, I was like, I have no idea what that means. And you're like, I do like restoration, where like we can level it. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then you're like, I do floor Cause Oh, I know what floor means. Like, that's I can do. <laughs> but each of those has a very different average ticket. And each of those has a very different like monetary com- like, I don't know, like makeup, like how it's made up in terms of your numbers. So I thought so. We can choose. We can talk about franchising because I think that there are a lot of people, including my husband, Jeff, in this rebranding where he's like, I'd like to leave it open to make it a franchise model where it could be like, Mike likes clean windows, Joe likes clean windows. You know, um, so we can talk okay. about that totally. We'll talk about average ticket. So I'm going to let you choose. Which would you rather go through today? And Let's we don't hit, have time um, for both. Yeah. They had a lot of fun with you. And we only have 11 minutes before Michelle gives us the hook. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, yeah. So, whatever you want to, you, you pick.
2: I can't pick. You have to pick. Sorry.
0: All right. So we'll talk about you, so you said average ticket, right? Yeah.
2: So let's, yeah, let's talk about. So when you started with your design and restoration business, you were, you, you knew exactly what your average ticket was. And, and it was high. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 12 times, no, not 12 times, six times higher than mine, right? It was a high average ticket. But then yeah. as you've moved away from that, you, I think the next level was, paver
0: ceiling, right? No, we did Yeah, we no, basically went. Yeah, right, we, we really ahead. didn't do any paver ceiling. We just went right from restoration, which was, um, you know, we did like full custom re- renovation. So garages, um, built full garages, uh, custom kitchens and stuff. So we would do our, um, you know, like our, our lowest restoration project would be, you know, probably around $40,000, $50,000 for an hour, like a really small kitchen. And then we would do all the way up to, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in like full room additions Um, or uh, basically one of our larger projects was we did a conversion from a gas station into um, a cycle fitness club. So, you know, we, we really, you know, I've, I've done a lot in, in restoration and remodeling. Like that's basically all my past. But when I come into the floor coatings business, I was like, this is so awesome. Like, You mean I get to walk in? I get to measure one square. I get to give them a price per square foot with a little bit of repairs, and they only have to pick twelve colors. Like I'm used to picking out all the tile, all the paint colors, and like uh, probably more so. Like the from your first estimate to you know conversion of a project and ready to start driving the nail is like six months on an average remodeling project from thought through design through conception. You know, starting. Um, where like we could go, I could get a phone call now. I could meet with them this afternoon, pick a color, we could be there tomorrow. Um, so in the cash flow of the of the floor coatings business is so you know, cash is king. So we get paid every day when we're complete. Like I know, you know, a lot of times when I talk to window washers and stuff, they're like, Well, we work for so much commercial, we work for people and they feel like they almost feel like it's such a, a low ticket, like. Oh, we could just put that with our electric bill and pay that when we, when we want Like our guys won't leave the job until we get a check. Like they, I mean, yeah, the review means more than a check, but we're getting the check, you know? So we get paid every day when we leave. So you're,
2: you're, it's kind of funny because, like from a marketing perspective, you've niched down, right? You, now you have fewer choices, you're offering fewer offerings, you you know exactly who your target market is, you're not converting gas stations anymore, you're just working in people's homes, residential customers only, um, and you've lowered your average ticket. Like you're, you've almost worked like the opposite in a good way, but the niching down really helps because it helps with your marketing effort, it helps with your SEO, it helps with all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about profit margins. Like, so cash flow is important, right? So your account mm-hmm. receivable is now zero. Um, also, the the life cycle of a customer, you're not waiting six months from the time you first, like, are using your time to engage them to the time you're collecting the checks. So that's great. Right. But let's talk about, like, number of employees. Like, you probably need fewer employees to do one of these jobs, right? So fewer headaches. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You probably need less equipment right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's all essentially the same equipment. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, so I try not to geek out about accounting. Like I really try not to say things <laughs> like, you know, gross profit or profit margin, but or cost of goods sold. Like I don't usually say those things on Fight Club, but I think they're very mm-hmm. relevant when we're talking about how you've pivoted your business. Um, so let's try and use layman's terms about that. Like are your material costs, have they gone down? Your equipment costs, have they gone down? Your labor costs, have they gone down since you switched?
0: Yeah. Oh um, yeah, uh, Well, from restoration to this, yes, it's, yeah. your your employee that you're looking for is, you know, when you look at, you know, full scale remodeling, you need a jack of all trades. And it's just like, I was the only person, you know, and then it was like, you, you bring in helpers and you teach them and it's like, yeah, you're doing tile today, but then tomorrow you're painting walls. And then, you know, then we're doing something different, interior trim and so forth. So it's really hard to find that employee that it, it just takes years to train them where we, you know, with the process that we teach and train, even with our dealers, like we show them, like we show them one particular style of flooring. Like, yes, when you look at floor coatings, you can do, you can do epoxy, you can do flakes, there's polyaspartic. there's floor polish, there's metallics, but we want to make this as close to McDonald's for you and your future employees. So everything we do, we keep it to one system. If when you're going and you wanted to, diversify and you feel like you have to go take that one-off job that you're going to find after you do, you're going to lose profit, go, go there. But I'm here to teach you my experience and like, try to keep it simple. Um, you I, know, we offer limited I'd argue, color
2: supplies. Yeah. I'd argue that's the in and out model. Like, you know, McDonald's has all these different types of burgers and chicken sandwiches and, you know, in and out we got, well, I'm in California. So maybe you don't know, what In-N-Out, okay. but it's in and out, we yeah. have three choices. There's three things on the menu and, it's amazing. Like it's it's a very profitable business model that has yeah. been pivoted around, no choices. Um and so I, right. I love that. And I love that it's really helped like drive your decisions. Um I I really think that by watching the numbers, you actually have happier customers, you have happier employees, um, and you're just yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's really cool. So if you're a window cleaner or a maid service owner or a lawn care owner and you're listening to us and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to go from general contracting to floor coating. Like that's not in the cards for me. I I feel like Lee would say, and Lee, I'm going to leave this open to you to say too, but I think he'd say, just look at your business and think about like, who's your favorite people to work for? What's the easiest thing for you to train for? Where do you get the most satisfaction from your customers? And like, maybe try it for a month. Like try just doing that. I don't know. Lee, what would your advice be for somebody who's like, how would I even go about trying to niche down? I'm too far into this.
0: Yeah. I mean, just look at look at the areas of your business that are the headaches and like, how can you avoid those or or how can you start scaling that, that or phasing that part of your business out? Maybe you're doing window washing and you know, like commercial is always such a headache because we never get paid. Well, how can you increase, you know, your res- residential side? To where maybe it could take over the revenue and the profit that you're making from commercial side. To where eventually you can you know go that way, or maybe it's the opposite. Like maybe all the residential customers are always home and they're the ones that are picky. Like oh, you missed this spot, and you like to go to commercial side. So look at all those areas of your business and how can you make that change, um, and then start planning for it. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, um, but you know that's you know we really just try to you know create you know, systems that you can just plug an employee in. Um, I mean, we know, like we've got it down now to where we hire, when we hire somebody, we bring them in for a test job. And within eight hours, like I know, like, yes, you're my employee or no, I'm not. And I don't make okay, that decision. I'm
2: going I'm to have you stop because I I'll feel like Michelle, Michelle is going to get super excited about talking to you about systems for responsive and how you've built whole systems around like an industry that responsive didn't serve or whatever she talks to you about with this. And Martha (laughs) is going to talk to you all about training and like setting your team members up for success and finding the right people. So we're going to just say, thank you, Lee, for talking about money, (laughs) because I think if you could be like Lee, uh, I mean, he's, he's done incredible things for his net profit margin. And I think we really geeked out because he said 2.5 million in sales, but you all know that's not that impressive to me. I mean, it's, it's impressive, but it's not like, but <laughs> I know line. that he's running hes running a very profitable business at $2.5 So that's awesome. Right. Thank you, Lee, for sharing and being so yeah, um, open and giving. And I'm going to pass <laughs> you to Michelle to talk about systems.
0: All right. Hey,
2: um,
1: I have one sort of money slash systems kind of a question that's kind of broaching both of our topics. So uh, I have Dean asking for you, Lee, do you require a down payment to put them on the schedule? Is that something that you've implemented in your business?
0: Um that is one thing like that we have prided ourselves on from day one uh, wow. with the floor coatings is is we have never required a down payment to schedule anybody. Ooh. Wow. And okay. we use that um a lot of times we use that as kind of our hook for the close. Um and yeah. it and we find that um the majority of our clients are over 55 and okay. they're already skeptical of, you know, just hey, I'm gonna give you money, you're not gonna show up. Um yeah. so like we've really that's kind of been part of our our, I, I kind of consider it part of our marketing and hmm. sales. Um, but we have not, and I can tell you to this day, we have not we have not been burnt on one job. Really?
1: That's awesome. That's epic. That's great. Um, Tell us about ResponsiBid because I know you're a big ResponsiBid user. um, And tell us how you're using it for One Day Floor. And I was on your website snooping and I did just fill out your contact form. So I'm going to watch the whole workflow. I know it won't happen immediately, but
0: tell me how you're using ResponsiBid on your website. Um, Yeah, so we we currently do not use ResponsiBid. we don't? Okay. Yeah, we, I'm sorry.
2: Um, okay, yeah, that's fine. No, I, I'm a
0: huge, huge, huge advocate for Response Vid and okay. and Kurt and I and I go to the Response con and and okay, um, cool. I love I love it and actually that's like I wouldn't be here today without that you know because they' are and so forth but um it just um for us um you know we there was just two things that was that was kind of a a little bit missing for us is one is, is our, our our average ticket is so high. So to like put it on our website, um, you know, it goes back to our whole marketing philosophy is we need, we need customers to like, and trust us. You know, if you could think about the last thing that you purchased, that was over $3,000, would have you bought it from Amazon?
1: Probably not. Right. Probably not. But if you yeah. had,
0: yeah, but <laughs> it, it took, it took a personal interaction for you to make that purchase. Like if it's a, if it's a bed, you're not going to buy a bed online. Like you're going to go, you're going to lay on it. You're going to want a salesperson sure. to tell you about it. So, you know, it's, you know, you have to do that. And that's kind of like part of our whole Facebook ads and stuff. Like we will not give a price out. You know, there are some customers really? that get upset, but we, we will only do pricing in person. Um, really? So okay yeah so we only do in-person bids so that was one thing um and then just i love how it how it breaks down you know the different you know um good better best or platinum Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them like we had everything built out but when it went into production whenever we would put that piece in and like whatever our guys could see they would have to have access to response bid to see that whole bid sheet to see like what was included when you made that tick sheet like you know what was the square footage did it include verticals did it include steps and stuff like that so that part was missing from our production side so we really had it it was just a little confusion but so how
1: did you follow up yeah Yeah. no i me too i'm a huge fan too but how did you pivot to something else and then why did you choose the other sort of option what crm
0: are you using now yeah so we um Oh Lord. I'm, I call myself the CRM whore. So everybody knows that. I just put it out there. <laughs> and I thought so,
1: that was my title. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I've tested and drove them all. <laughs> Me too. So, I'm the queen of the 14 day free trial. I've tried them all. I've tried everything.
0: <laughs> so, no, um, so yeah, it's, uh, we, we basically now are, are using uh, WorkEase, workies, um, in it, and it was all, um, I got huge automations. Like, my Zapiers, I would test anybody to have more zaps than I do. <laughs> I, think, um, I think, I think one of my zaps has like 187 steps just in one zap. So
1: what the heck, Lee? What the heck?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, if anybody like automations is kind of my things, I geek out with. Like, so everybody knows I'm a workaholic, but on the weekends I work on zaps. <laughs> so. Oh but, man. Um, But yeah, we just have, I just have a huge automation process to where um, WorkEase was the only one that would, like, without having like full custom API and like having to hire somebody, like Mm -hmm. you can create a custom field for absolutely anything, Anything. for everything you want. Mm -hmm. And it it integrates with that zap. So, you know, like our pay for performance model, um, everything like, it's down to like our guys click that they were on the job, how many hours they were on. When they hit wow. completed, it pulls all those numbers over and it takes a percentage of the job minus their hours and it like computes wow. their whole payroll for us. So, um, wow. All the way through like, you know, our, you know, how that lead source came in. Um, mm-hmm. We use Airtable in conjunction with WorkEase. So sure. a lot of the data goes into the Airtable and then it'll produce like, we know our, our cost per lead. We know our cost per acquisition um, to acquire a customer. So we mm-hmm. it's tied in with QuickBooks. So um, I have zaps from QuickBooks that pulls in like, hey, this is a new expense. <laughs> what was that expense? Oh, well, it was Facebook. So that cost for Facebook goes into our ad spend. And then it takes all the numbers of leads and how many is converted and tells us exactly what our cost per lead was, cost per customer for um, <laughs> each, you know, each marketing source. So, um, we're, I'm kind of crazy about having like things dissected that far. Um, and it's just, but WorkEase was, was, um, you know, the one that would allow us to be able to do all of that. Um, and as well as the phone system, like, um, we have, um, I think I almost have as many VAs working for me as I do employees. So, Technically we only have, um, I think 11 employees that work mm-hmm. for, you know, us. And I have, I think I have like, you know, seven or eight VAs, but it just depends on wow. you know what we need them for. But we have four of them, um, that basically answer all of our Facebook ads and mm-hmm. they convert them into customers. Um, and that's all done through like kind of automation, like, um, all the leads come in to go high level and they they watch all the leads that come into that, and then they respond to them and set them up into appointments. So,
2: people, you want a friend of mine. Go ahead. You saved a friend of mine. You saved you a friend of mine three days, twenty four man hours by like giving them a VA hack. I don't know. I forgot you were the king of VAs. I forgot <laughs> that. Oh, my gosh. So I good. love that. And and
1: tell people who, who are listening who have never worked with somebody, a VA, are you doing those outsourced? Even just Facebook is huge mm-hmm. help for a business owner. Are you doing that 24-7 with those four yes. individuals? Or are you just doing it during business hours? How's that
0: working? Yeah, so we have somebody that watches our Facebook messages from seven in the morning um, through 11 at night, seven days a week. Wow. And I, okay. I basically split that between um, four VAs And then we offer that same service over to our dealership because that's the hardest thing when you get started. Like everyone wants to do Facebook ads, but when you're starting a business and you're trying to get it going, your Mm -hmm. your focus is training your employees to do the job right. Yeah. Getting the job done. Like you don't want to say, okay, well, how much is it for a two-car garage? This person's asking me. (laughs) Because that's what comes across every, you know, usually, you know, about three or four times an hour, we'll get an inquiry. And mm-hmm. then it's so that team will actually respond to all of those messages and convert them. You know, we don't consider it a lead. Like most marketing companies would say, Oh, well, we got you a lead. They fill out your form. Now mm-hmm. we will actually set appointments for our dealers. So, got you know, it. we get their Facebook ads going, then they can respond. You know, we'll respond. We actually have their appointment calendar and we'll put appointments for dates wow. and times for them to go visit a customer to give an estimate. So, um, yeah, so and we kind of utilize that same team um, that we've already kind of established to get them like appointments set, not just, hey, here, yeah, I'll call this customer and get an appointment wow. with them.
1: That's awesome. That's such a huge relief for people that come in and work with you. If somebody wants to find out about maybe working with you, can they go to your website or do you have a separate website for people that might want to partner with you? I know you don't call them franchisees, right? Are they partners? Right. How does that
0: work? Yeah. Um, so we have dealers um, that that are basically, you know, just you can inquire, you can send me a Facebook message. Um, I yeah. can, usually we have a, a process like, we, we can't take everybody. Like we're looking for sure. the people that, you know, have the fire that want, you know, want to <laughs> get this done. Like I, I, it's only me, like, you yeah. know, that, that is there to support and train. And like, I pretty picky about who I bring in. So I kind to go through mm-hmm. a vetting process of like, what's your existing business? You know, what is it you want to do with this business? Why are you, you know, inquiring, you know, what research have you done? Have how, how much is how much competition do you have in your area? What is the average cost of people selling in your area? Like I'm going to push hmm. back and give you some wow. homework to do because I I only take a few um, people. And then, you know, yeah. once we get through that process, then, you know, we have everything from start to finish, your complete system in a box. So you're, you know, we got training for your team. Um, and then it goes, you know, into marketing ideas, helping you brand your company. We don't share your one day floor logo with anybody or, have you, we actually create your own. So it doesn't, we're not locking you into some kind of franchise, like you're building your own business. So that later, if, if for some reason it doesn't work out between you and I, or you've exhausted all the resources you can from me, (laughs) sure, um, you know, we'll just continue to sell you products and you can continue to run your business and operate it how you want. And you don't have to worry about, you know, continuing paying, you know, you know, a percentage to us or anything like that, royalties and stuff. So we just kind of help you get started. So
1: that's so cool. I love that. And setting up all those systems is really where a lot of folks have so many challenges, especially at the beginning. So epic, epic, epic. Um, I love it. I'm going to pass you off to Martha. I believe, oh, if you're considering getting into this industry, it says, uh, I would highly recommend reaching out to Lee Baker. That's one of Dean's comments. He's online, yeah. loving you up over there on Facebook. So I'm going to pass it yeah. off to Martha, who's going to talk to you about people. Thank you so much, Lee. I'm so grateful.
0: <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you for the time.
4: Hey, Lee. Uh, hey. I'm I'm last, so you're All, all right, let's
0: make this good.
4: Um, so I, I really perked up when you talked about your process that within eight hours you pretty much know whether you're keeping an employee or not and I am a huge component of pulling that into training I just had a staff meeting yesterday at the maid service and you know we were talking training and I said remember training is every bit as much about making sure we have the right fit as it is teaching the skills and i reminded them that even in this environment where it's so hard to find people i still number one care about the right fit so elaborate on that if you would as far as um what are you looking for do you do certain tests is there just red flags you're looking for talk about that yeah process.
0: so um, you know, I, you know, as much as I, you know, I can back up just a little bit and it's a lot of it is, is our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you know, like part of the reason where this business got started was when I got fired from my business was because I had a couple of guys that were, you know, just getting started with their life, like re- restarting from um, a bad past. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was committed to them. And I was actually caring more about them to get them work um, and ended up losing my job. And it's just like that same commitment for my employees, you know, now um, throughout is, uh, sorry, because <laughs> I do care about them. Um, it's just, it's awesome because, you know, it's, it's like you, you invest in your employees, but you, you know, it starts with you and, and them knowing how much you care about them.
3: Yeah. And
0: um, you know, just, you know, it's, we understand like, this is, it's hard work. It's hard to get, um, you know, guys in here every day. So we've done some things to change that is like, we went to four day work weeks, um, so that we can give them a good work-life balance so they can get away, um, and be able to, you know, be with their families. Um, and so, you know, like when, when I say like within eight hours, we can know it's because of our culture. It's because of the team I built. I'm not the one making that decision. That's why I send them out on a work job is my team will come back and they'll tell me right away, like, Nope, this ain't the guy, you know, yeah. I don't make the decisions. And when it's time for somebody to leave, it's not my decision. Like I, I'll hear things like we, we meet with my team and and like, we're constantly, you know, talking, you know, just, Hey, how, how's this guy doing is, you know, when it's a newer guy, that's a helper. I'll meet with my leads and say, is, is everything still going well? And when we all show up in the morning at six o'clock, like my guys all know who's here on time and who's not on time. It's like, you know, we have a pretty strict, um, you know, attendance policy of the guys need to be there. We need to help each other, get our trailers ready. And at six o'clock, if some guy just shows up at six 20, that guy that he's working with, he had to put all the weight in and put all the products, you know, empty out the vacs and do all the work in the morning. Like I don't, that doesn't sit well with me because we're a team, you know, and I'll, and I'm just, you know, I will call call out a guy and like say, hey, you've got to be here on time. And I'll, you know, just kind of address it. Like I don't really let some of those things that traditionally maybe employers will let just kind of slide by. And all of our employees are on performance pay, which is a percentage of the job. And they split that amongst each other as a team. So when, you know, the guys are, aren't pulling their weight and they're constantly t- making them slow down and take longer in a day, like, it doesn't take too long before your employees will speak up and say, hey, this guy's affecting my pay. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll put him with somebody else and let's see if we can retrain him. You know, we're we're all into investing into them and get them to the next level. But yeah, if it's not going to work, it's, you know, we won't have them be around. Um, so it's, you know, it's my team that basically will tell us like, hey, this guy's a fit or it's not.
4: Yeah. So when you bring in a new employee, roughly what percentage, and I have no idea when I'm asking Mm -hmm. this question, so it's not a leading question, but roughly what percentage of your new hires actually make it through training and you keep them?
0: Um, If they are, you know, if if I would tell you right now, if, if they are under 25, They have a much higher success rate anyone that's over 25 will work for me for probably a month month to three months and that's that's just yeah and it's and I think it's still it it comes back to part of our culture is that's kind of the demographic that we have but it's also those guys are just like you know the guys that I have we're we're kind of in a rural town and usually I hire within our town or close by and it's like We're the farm boys, like, you know, (laughs) these guys just like grew up like working hard and like they, they're all about it. Um, so, and it, and it's also, um, part of it is, is, you know, this, this is, um, a lot different than a lot of other industries. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a very detailed, like every step you do along the way is if you don't follow the step and you just go to the next step. Every step it magnifies that issue to yeah. where when you're done, like if, if it's you know not right, you're gonna completely redo a floor, and that's not what you want to do. Right. So Absolutely. it's and, you know, yeah, and you know, you just gotta be paying attention, you're mixing products, it's it's chemicals. The hardest thing for me was, you know, I would come from the construction background, I can cut a two by four, 29 and 5/8 inches long. I know what I got, but when you mix an A and a B. And you mix it too fast and you put air into it, or you don't pour it just right, or you mix A and A together, like yeah. it's never gonna set up. So it's like you know, you're dealing with a, a chemical can you know right. uh combination versus like I can get you exactly a two by four this long. So it's uh it takes a little different process of teaching guys that and the just the level of detail, like you can't get product on the walls. And I and I teach my guys and all of my dealers like. A customer, um, they may not know, like, did you mix that product right? Or is this the right product or did you prep it properly? But if they see one flake on the wall, they automatically assume like your level of detail is not, you know, like they start questioning things like, well, I can see that obviously I know like this shouldn't be on my wall. You know, it could be just one flake, but yeah. it starts to build like what what else did they cut corners on? Or sure. where else? And I was like, and you know, it starts by. You know, when you drop that trailer door, like how how neat, organized, tidy is your trailer to where you yeah. got first impression. If they see everything just in there mixed and thrown all around, they're automatically like, oh boy, I got two young guys. This trailer is a mess. Like, what can I expect? So it's like, we, we teach all of our guys. We teach our dealers how to set up their trailers for success, buying the right equipment the first time so they're not repurchasing things. So it's just a lot of those things, so.
4: That's, that's interesting. Well, uh, fun fact: I used to live sort of near you in Warren, Ohio. I yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Um, Kings
0: Island. <laughs> that's actually we just did our heat map of all of our jobs. Yeah. And like you know that whole Warren, like northern Cincinnati, Warren County, okay. like that's like our biggest heat map, like of the areas that we service. So, yeah.
4: Um, but. Another thing that you said that was interesting to me is that the probability of people working out at your company is is less than 25 years old which is almost exactly opposite of what people in other industries because you know right. millennials have such a bad name and yeah. it's like a blanketed you know, black cloud when it comes to employment. Sorry, Tate. Um, But, you know, uh, I, I thought that's interesting because I don't believe that. I mean, mm-hmm. we tend to hire people who are probably over 23 is our cutoff. But, um, but I do believe there are some great millennials out there so that's very interesting that you have identified that that demographic is best for you.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's um, I kind of, you know, it's like you don't want to be in that position with your employees where it's like, you know, they feel like your dad, uh-huh. but you know, I really have that relationship with them. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really cool because you know the millennials um, that that have hired like you know I it's just in how you set up your company. Like, I understand like this main, and I tell them all in our meetings, I said, this may not be your retirement, you know, where you're going to be forever. But when you leave here, you need to remember this job the rest of your life. And that's my goal is like, what am I doing that, you know, no matter where you work, like if you're coming in at six in the morning, we expect that. Like when you go to your next job, I want you to be that employer you know, that looks at you and like, man, this guy's always punctual and you can look back and say, well, it's because my previous job didn't allow me to be that way. And, um, you know, it's just, it's awesome. you know, when you can create that culture amongst your employees and, and, you know, I had one guy that was with me from the very beginning and he just left, you know, um, it's probably been about a month ago, but you know, it's like, you gotta be flexible for their schedule. You know, he, he went to college and and was a full-time student and still worked here, and mm-hmm. he would work, you know, like, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, mm-hmm. and, you know, I knew, like, you know, a couple of days he had to be at class at, like, five, so I would say, hey, I'm going to get you a porch or a patio, something smaller, or have you drive to the job site, and we'll have, you know, three guys on the job that day, so you can leave and go to school, but you, you know, we're, we're in a time, like, you, millennials are awesome, like, I'll, you know, you're not going to hear that from many people, but, like, that's that's who I'm looking for, anyone that I've hired that has been, um, older, especially even if they've had experience with the previous and, um, coding's company, it's like, you're trying to reteach them, retrain them bad habits. And then it's just like, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, you know, like it just usually doesn't work out. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're used to being in this industry. Like the work is the same, but it it's, um, for us, like when, when we say where projects are done in a day, they're done in a day, like we don't go back the next day. So it's not, you know, if, if you have a lot of repairs, and it gets to be, you know, five or six in the afternoon, and you still have two more hours to top coat, like we stay till eight o'clock mm-hmm. and get it done. So it's a lot of that flexibility. And, and that might be something too, is, you know, the older guys, like, have to pick up their son at a certain time and things like that. So we really, you know, explain that to people up front when we're hiring them. So they have a true expectation and we have an expectation of what's expected from them, you know, so they don't Oh, okay. I got to leave it for today. Well, you can't leave. Like we still had to get the job done. So, yeah. But you know, when I say a four day work week, like some of our guys work 55 hours in four days. So it's, it's a long, you know, it's a lot of hours. So we stick to the four day work week and um, our guys are very committed to us. And they're very committed to our customers. Like we have just a really, really good team.
4: That's awesome. So I'm going to wrap up, but uh, there's two things that Lee just said that I want you to bank. And one of those is it's not just about what people make, it's how they feel about your company. And then the second thing that you said And shoot, man! Oh, being flexible. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, being flexible. So many people want everybody to fit in their box, and I agree with you. You find the right person, and you know their their schedule is fairly consistent, but maybe it's not exactly what you typically hire for, those can be great people because the number one benefit to them is that you're working with their schedule and they understand that that's a huge plus. So uh, I hope everybody, it opens up to that way of thinking because you're missing out if you just make everybody fit in your box. Yeah. So Anyway, Tay, I'll take it back to you.
3: Awesome. Sorry, I was like detail noting like a secretary over here, these like awesome <laughs> <asking> tips <laughs> for everyone in the <laughs> province. Um, no, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and start some homework. Um, so what we do, Lee, is we're just going to go around kind of round robin again, give all of our viewers and listeners some homework so that, they, that way they can find something to fight for in their business this week. So biggest thing about homework is we're about to overload you with four to five pieces. Please only pick one. Pick one that spoke to you this week, one that's going to move the needle forward in your business, and one that you will actually execute on. So we do have a support group for that. We have a private Facebook group that you can absolutely join and ask extra questions about the homework that you're working on. So that way you do move forward with that execution and are able to move the needle forward this week. So Marketing homework-wise, what I want you to do this week is if you haven't touched on any way, shape, or form a branding package, so a branding guide, I only want you to start this week on establishing the exact colors that you use for your business. We're going to keep it super simple. That is your first step is make sure you know the exact color codes of your business. So you can kind of see on our shirt here, we have about three different colors that we work with. So I would make sure in my color guide, I'd have our light blue that we use, our navy, and then also our white, because sometimes there's different shades of white. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's your marketing homework this week is establish your color codes, have them written down on a Google Doc, um, you know, a Google slide, however you want to start your marketing branding guide package. And then um, from there, you can just start building upon that, like we said, include how you take your photos, how you do social media. You know, you can start very easily to begin that, get that wheel going, but start with colors first.
4: Hey Tate, um, I don't know if you know, Canva has a branding section. Oh, that,
3: that's funny. I forgot about yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I will make sure I include that then. I'll go ahead and include the kind of section for Canva so that way you can use their guide um, to be able to build that branding guide on. I love it.
2: And um, we learned this with Fight Club, Michelle, love, I mean, Tay, Michelle, Martha, all three of them, actually. Um, And uh, we use Trello to keep track of these things and our Canva. So it's a really neat place to have those colors and to have all of our logos uploaded. Um, For for finance homework this week, I want to encourage you to think about niching down. Thinking about letting go of one service that you offer or one service area that you offer in your business right now. And start with the pain point. Start with the troublesome clients, the troublesome jobs, the troublesome things for your employees, not for you, but for your staff, for your team. Um, And I challenge you to, to let go of one. And it doesn't have to be forever. Like, let go of it this week. See how that feels. See how that goes. Maybe this month. I think a week is kind of short amount of time to, like, try this out. Um, And if you need extra inspiration, when Lee was talking and following up on this, uh, I thought of that time that Martha locked me in the car. You've all heard the story. Uh, listen to The Pumpkin Plan. The Pumpkin Plan is a great inspiration for like having fewer customers, that are better customers for you and your company. Um, And I'll tell you, after Martha locked me in my car, I actually, I cut 80% of my clients and I made 75% more that same year That the next 12 months. So thank you, Martha, for that road trip to Dallas that one time. Thank you, Lee, for reminding us that sometimes big average tickets are not the only thing. It's not the everything. And I challenge you to look in your business to let go of something. Just say no, stop doing something, one thing. Oh, and Lee, we usually leave you an option uh, to do your homework at the end. So I think we're gonna go to Michelle and Martha and then you don't have to assign homework, (laughs) but if you want to assign (laughs) homework, you can at the end.
1: Uh, And I'm gonna have everybody check out Workies I know that work easy. sorry, I know that we did Zapier a couple weeks ago because people are all into Zapier. I'm a huge Zapier fan. Um, I say Zapier makes you happier, so I live and breathe zaps all the time, <laughs> um, so I'm with you there. Um, so I'm going to put a link to the WorkEasy site. It's spelled a little odd, so that's why I want to put a link so people can actually find it, um, and please check it out, and we will also link um, to your website, Lee, so that people can find you if they have any questions about getting into this industry, so it sounds like it is the revolution. I think I mentioned that before we were on camera. A lot of people are talking about floor coatings right now. I don't know what's going on, but it's like certainly happening. So check
2: it out. And Lee and Lee was like a front runner in that. I think that that's one of the really cool things. Is Lee? I mean, I had never even heard of floor coating before I met you. Really. <laughs> um,
4: my homework, people' homework, is going to be. Consider running an ad for part time, or what I call PRN, um, kind of a sub. And I have absolutely had both positions in my company. Now I will tell you, PRN or a sub is harder to find, and you can only put them on certain types of jobs. Like in my industry, in the maid industry, we can put them on deep cleaning because. They're working side by side and it's, there's not as many judgment calls, but uh, they're so valuable to have around when you have big jobs or need somebody's on vacation or whatever. Um, and again, these part-time and PRM people, they have a hard time finding a job. And so when they find a company that is willing to work with their schedule you can find some real gyms. I mean, I have found it, typically for me, they were older, but they were real gyms in that they didn't have to work, but they wanted some spending money. So um, that wouldn't be as true in the male population for, you know, the male dominated industries, but that's the homework. And Lee, awesome. if you have homework... Give it to them.
0: All right, so um, let's see. I would um, challenge you to think about like, okay, so when you talked about the different CRMs and like, well, this is gonna go back to how Megan was like kind of, whoa, you could do that, is um, like, how would you think of like, okay, if you're gonna switch from this CRM to that CRM, like how am I gonna get all that data moved over? What am I gonna do? And um, that's where, you know, we, we kind of hired a VA um, I would just challenge you, like, if, if you have an area, um, like, we just found, like, just our, for our first VA, was just somebody, you know, speaks English, you know, that you can work with. We put them on a Trello board. And really how I started with my first one is it was just, like, anything that I was doing where I was repeating a task over and over where I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? My, my time is much more valuable than this data entry, um, is, is I would just put it on a Trello board for that VA. And it's like, boom, I would go to bed, I'd wake up and it was done. Um, and it was just, it was just simple like tasks. Like, um, you know, Elena is, is my coach in Conquer, She's awesome. And, you know, she comes up with all these ideas and like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? And one of them was like creating this heat map, you know, of where all your jobs are. And, you know, it's like, well, why would I do that? And it's like, we created the heat map. So now as we do advertising, we know where our customers are. So when we do a mailing, it's like, okay, you can mail to the whole city, but there's also, most of the time, there's like zones that you can mail in. So if you have a heat map and you know where your customers are, only pay for those zones. Um, so, you know, I, I put the task on there and overnight I woke up and I have my heat map. So it's just like, um, you can do just simple Loom videos of any task that you're repeating of data entry, put it in there as a Loom video on Trello, find you a VA. Um, and, and, you know, it, you can start to see like some of those tasks will just start to uh, finally get completed and go away. So maybe just challenge you to maybe think about, you know, some areas that you're doing some things redundantly that you might be able to hire a VA that could just really help out Um and, you know, just getting it done. So,
4: and Lee, we're both big pay for performance fans. Yes. And I have a VA. I only have one right now, but yeah. Hope to change that, and um, and I actually do pay for performance with my VA, so okay. uh, it it is we we have weekly stats and anyway thresholds and as you know I love it and depending on where your VA is from like mine's from the Philippines mm-hmm. a even what we would consider a small bonus is a huge thing yeah. For them, Huge. so just FYI on that, you can even up your VA game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I wish we had two hours.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I we're over. There's
3: we're so never much over.
0: You could keep we know.
2: Over. We have
3: a lot. It's great. Yeah. It just gives us an excuse to bring you back, Lee. We just can to Exactly. That's the best part.
0: <laughs> nice to feel wanted. <laughs> no, it um, is. Two hard two. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just it's awesome. You. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, this was really good. Too.
3: Can we have you just let everyone know the best way to get in contact with you if they are looking to reach out in regards to um, the coding business?
0: Yeah, you can um, just, you know, you can send me a direct message on Facebook. Um, you can email me at Lee, L E E B, at your, and it's the numeral one, dayfloor.com. And um, so that, or, you know, that's the easiest way, uh, those two is just send me a message or that. And then we will be um, we will be at the huge convention. Um, we oh, have yeah. a booth there, so we are going to be there. Hey. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess that's coming up. What is that? The nineteenth and twentieth of August. So if you are to the huge, just stop by and see me. And I love to just chat and get to know you. Even if it's, I don't care if you're in the floor coating business. Like what I can do to help you, <laughs> I love to serve. So um, it'll be awesome, awesome to meet you. So uh, right. yeah, and that then we'll be. Freak.
2: Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. i was gonna yeah. say free zapier help free like va That's tutorial help. all of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah.
4: tickets too oh my god yeah, yeah we do yeah go ahead awesome. Martha. share that yeah yeah there's if anybody's interested in going to the huge which is in atlanta georgia 18th and 19th is that mm-hmm. what you said lee
2: Yep. Um, 19th and, 19th and 20th. 20th
4: 19th and 20th yeah.
0: right?
4: if you can
0: just get to Atlanta at the end of the week but yeah,
4: yeah. Um, anyway reach out to us because we have a form you can fill out and we have just a few tickets left but yep. we'd love to help you get there
2: yeah yep. absolutely and also for marking our calendars uh, we have our Fight Club retreat coming up uh, it's October 6th through the ninth and it will be mm-hmm. in middle Virginia in uh, Michelle's neck of the woods. And we're still taking applications for that. We still have our early bird pricing through the end of the huge. So we'll, we'll have discounted tickets available through August 20th. If you're interested in applying to join us, it's a very intimate retreat with the four Fight Club ladies. And we're gonna walk home with eight amazing epic system takeaways for your business completely done, like plug and play yeah. solutions. Um the the domain to apply to join us for that retreat is fight club number four businesscom forward slash retreats with an S. And we'd love to see you in Middleburg in early October. And I need to get so my I think got a of the week for the yeah. chase. Yeah. You yeah. need to get your hat mm-hmm. and
1: get your get your riding gear ready. We're gonna have a good time. So uh we always end with a quote, Lee. And as a dyed-in-the-wool ex design person that used to work in design build, I understand how building I mean, maybe that's why we're such a Zapier fans. Um, and I love this quote. It's actually printed somewhere in my home. And it is the best way to predict the future is to create it. So get out there and create awesome. it, everybody. And thank you so much for joining us today on Fight Club Lee. And thank you, everyone. For for listening and have a terrific week, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Go fight. <laughs> Go fight. Bye. See ya. Okay, bye.
0: Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business.
4: Fight, fight Club for Business.